Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Purcell. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays from people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There's medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand the deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business. Sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Natalie Bello Silva. Natalie is the founder of Scarves for Healing, a business that supports women facing hair loss. At 27, she was diagnosed with stage two hormone positive breast cancer. Her essay is called Streetlight. So since I was a little kid, I have been scared of the dark. I have multiple ideas of why I started to fear the dark. However, one part of my life comes up whenever I think about fear and darkness. When I was 12 years old, I would stay home by myself in the afternoons until midnight. It was just my mom and I since I was born. My mom was going to college at a nice school, and she would usually arrive home around midnight every weekday. Sometimes I was lucky enough to wake up past midnight, and I will open my eyes and catch a glimpse of my mom getting ready to go to bed or the light of the bathroom on. I will then close my eyes again and be at peace. I could rest now. My mom was home. However, there were other times where I was not so lucky. I will wake up before my mom arrived and my heart will race fast. My palms will get so sweaty, and I could hardly feel them. Then the knowledge will bloom deep in my heart that I was alone, just me and darkness. I will quickly move to one of the rooms that I had a window facing the main street. I memorized the way the street looked. I knew how many street lights were between the main street and the end of the street. I memorized the way my mom walked through the dark streets. At times, when I was searching for her in the night through my window, I would look for people who would walk like her. I knew she had her purse on the right side and her lunch bag on the left. I knew her height and the way her curly hair looked through the shadows. I even had a strategy of really focusing my eyes when a person passed through the illumination of a streetlight. I knew it was my moment that I had to focus. It was my only opportunity to catch a glimpse of that person's face, my only opportunity for calmness. Many times I waited patiently in the night looking out the window, and then I will get lucky and catch a glimpse of my mom's face passing the streetlight. 
I will be filled with pure joy, jump up, and immediately run to the apartment door. I waited patiently. I was not allowed to open the door. My mom's heels will sound against the hard concrete, followed by the sound of her keys in the lock. Finally, the door knob will begin to move, and when I blink my eyes, there she was. I was now calm. Mom was home. I was safe. When I received the phone call from my OBGYN telling me, I'm sorry, you have breast cancer, I went to the dark place again. I was alone. I felt as if my heart was coming out of my chest. My palms were sweating so much I could hardly hold my cell phone. The same feeling of fear I remember from childhood filled me. Through all my oncology appointments, visits with breast surgeons, and meeting with different cancer support groups, I was looking for that glimpse of calmness that would let me know that I would be all right. I kept looking for a street light. I kept looking for the familiar shapes that will help me to find a peace within myself. However, it kept getting darker and darker as times went by. This time, I could not focus on finding a glimpse of my mom's face. This time, I could not even stand to see my own reflection in the mirror. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at 27. Prior to my diagnosis, I had never known anyone diagnosed young. Also, I'm Hispanic, and I truly thought cancer only happened to Caucasian women. How wrong and naive I was. The sad part is that I know now a lot of other cultures also think this way. For many days, I went through the grieving process. I was in complete denial, and I was angry. I was angry at life, I was at myself, and I was angry at God. I kept saying, how did you let this happen? I had this voice inside of me that I could not shake off. Who do you think you are? It asked me over and over again. Who do you think you are for thinking you deserve a life of happiness? Who do you think you are for wanting a life where you could have the American dream and have opportunities? Who do you think you are? I keep hearing it so much that I actually believe it, and it became my reality. I thought I had no right to this life, that I had no right for wanting more for my family. I had no right to achieve more after all of my mom's sacrifices to bring us to this beautiful country. I should be thankful for making it to this point, and that was it. I was faced with my mortality, and that was all I was ever going to have. This hurts so much. It hurt deep in my soul, but also in my ego. After that realization, I had an attitude of no wanting life, of putting my head down, of accepting defeat. This was such a strange characteristic for my mouth. Fam- this was such a strange characteristic for my family to see. I had always been known as a hustler, the go-getter, the person who couldn't stay still. Once. When my mom was pressuring me with questions, I told her, please don't get your hopes up. My type of cancer is aggressive. We should not be looking for solutions. My mom looked at me straight in my eyes and said, if the cancer is aggressive, we will be aggressive as well. I stood there still and my heart racing and my hands sweaty, but this time it was because I had finally seen my streetlight. I had finally seen a glimpse of my mom's face passing the streetlight. It was the light in my darkness. It was finally here. It was time to start fighting. It was time to find my own calmness. It was time to stop being afraid of the dark and leaning in with all that I had. It was time to find again something that I could not see 
that I fear so much. After this, I started to focus on beating cancer. I started to see what this experience was trying to teach me, how this experience was humbling me every day more and more. There were moments when it got so dark that I felt as if a black hole was going to open up in the middle of the street and swallow me up. Other times, I saw street lights and familiar shapes everywhere. I called this little angels along the way, who gave me an encouraging word, a helping hand, an ounce of truth when needed. After 16 rounds of chemo, breast surgeries, and fertility preservation, I have been free of evidence of disease for almost four years now. Wow, it's even hard to write four years as I reflect and see the face of my young self crying on the bathroom floor at 2 a.m. almost every night. I thought I would not pass my 27th birthday. After my active treatment was over, I heard a voice again. What did you learn? What now? I kept seeing the face of a cancer patient who was in the same infusion center as I was. She asked me about my headscarf, asking where she could buy one like mine. I explained to her that my mom helped me make it as I could not find something that I liked to wear during my hair loss. She said, if you will sell them, I will buy them. Mom and I started to think, to design, to research, and after a year we had a prototype for our scars for healing, pre-tie head wraps. This was our street light for others. This is the street light we hope to give women facing cancer. We hope they're able to catch a glimpse of themselves when facing such difficult moments through the journey. We hope they're able to find calmness and peace within. We hope they stop fearing the darkness and lean in with courage. I'm still learning every day how to stop fearing the darkness. I'm learning how to lean in and find my own light in the sometimes dark streets of life. Now, besides the street lights, I also have my mom's words telling me if the cancer is aggressive, we will be aggressive as well. And those are the words I say to everyone I meet going through a difficult situation. Don't give up. Be aggressive as well. Find your own light. Go through the process and help others go through the process too. That will be your street light that will later become millions of street lights illuminating the darkest streets. I'm Emily Purcell, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Fire within.